0: Hey guys, on this episode we are joined by Eric Wallace, owner of The Firehouse, which is a local community art center serving the Avondale neighborhood, as well as a DIY music venue showcasing Birmingham's local music scene. As always, you can check out our show on YouTube or anywhere you listen to podcasts. This is Heavy Ultra. this is heavy. Eric, thanks for for hanging out with us man thanks for having me appreciate you coming yeah um very interested in the the firehouse community and everything that you have going on you invited me to the documentary premiere that you guys had at sidewalk what was that last night it was two nights ago how did that go it was great
1: um yeah i'm still kind of decompressing from the whole thing it was um uh, it was just like a one-of-a-kind event. It was a a three-part documentary that we've been making all year, and um, we we showed it in the, the sidewalk theaters, and there's two theaters back-to-back. And because um, there were so many people there, we had to run the show twice. Oh, really? Wow. And Yeah, and so, well, I mean, what made it crazy was that there are three parts of this documentary, and they incorporate... In between each, there was a, a performance of some kind. So, like, Taylor Hollingsworth and his wife Kate played a song together. We played a blip song with two of my students in the band. And uh, at the end, me and a bunch of my students played a song together. And Shahid and Supreme uh, kicked it off. Yeah. And so it was just this mad dash in. Im- everyone that was performing was having to run from theater one to theater two back oh, and weird. forth. It was just, it was completely insane. And, um, but really fun. And there was not like, I mean, there were, there were tears shed during the, at the end of this thing. And kids will remember that night for their whole lives. Hopefully. Um, Dude, Some that's... like first performances and stuff like that. So
0: Oh, like in front of like a in front big of a, audience a massive audience. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That would be intimidating.
1: Yeah. One of my students that I've gotten really close to over the past year, it was um it was his first time to ever play and sing in front of people. Dude, that's heavy. and uh yeah, his mom was there and he just Killed it. I mean, he was awesome. I mean, of course yeah. he did. You know, and uh, I taught it. Of course he was great, <laughs> and um, it was brag. It. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it was just great. It's just like so awesome to watch that moment unfold. So,
0: dude, that's epic. I saw pictures of it. Um, you invited me, and unfortunately, I had I had prior engagements, so I couldn't come. But yeah, um, I saw photos. It was either yesterday or this morning. Um. And yeah, I saw people like down front performing, but you're in like a theater and so the documentary and I was just like, Okay, what? yeah, what's going on here? It's this is funny. Wild.
1: I know you know, I was trying to um I was trying to send out an email to everyone to all of our supporters and subscribers that um may or may not have been able to make it and I was trying to describe it for people that weren't there and I was like, Man, you, there's really nothing you can say to to describe exactly
0: what this event was like so it was just really cool so for people who couldn't be there ex- describe the documentary part of it will that be available yeah on some other yeah platform? it will
1: it's gonna one part of it is up on our youtube channel right now we're about to we're about to put the other two two parts up and probably i will make a post about that I assume that's what you do yeah. now when you do anything is make a post about it. Yeah, man. you got to get and, it out there. <laughs> yeah. Social presence. Social presence. Very important. And, um, yeah, we have a YouTube channel, so you'll be able to find it on there. And basically, um, one of my best friends for ever since I was in first grade named Justin Schubert has this company called Studio Modern, and he did just this phenomenal job of documenting everything that has happened at the space over the last year, year and a half since we became a nonprofit and he just tells the story kind of how it is in three parts of where we're coming from, what we're doing and what we're trying to do in the future. And, you know, it's a big fundraiser. So hopefully we'll be successful in that. We were really successful last year when we raised some money to, build out the upstairs of the building to turn into a teaching facility and now our, our goal is to build a recording studio next door that's gonna wow. fulfill our mission for a lot of young musicians, be uh be a accessible space where where anyone can record basically. So oh, you dude, don't have to come awesome. come down to your basement or whatever. Yeah man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um now and, is that the What's the space next door? Is it an adjacent building? Yeah, there's the an US?
1: adjacent building. If you've ever been to the firehouse, there's this kind of shady-looking house.
0: I've seen it. Door. Like kind of right there, uh, <laughs> right as you walk up, the firehouse yeah. is on the right, right yeah. before you get to like Ferris and stuff. Right.
1: It's um, it's just like a, a terrible... I figured somebody lived there or Well, something. at some point, some, someone did. Yeah. But it's at this point, it's just kind of a storage room, but it's uh, like 400 square foot little space that's perfect for a recording studio and that's that's the goal of this fundraiser is to to piece that together get enough money together where we can build that studio I'm pretty confident that we can make it happen and do with it what we try to do with the rest of the space which is just provide space for people to have access to things like whether it's the stage um, and, you know, a, a local bands having access to a stage. If it's the teaching space, uh, neighbors having access to high quality music education. And then, of course, jobs for people like me and all the other teachers, you know, Will Stewart, Taylor Hollingsworth, anyone who's working as a musician, um, th- being able to, to teach not only is it a really fulfilling job. Way to make a living, but it's, I think somebody who's who's making music for their for their life is going to be the best person to
0: teach that. Do you guys already own the building that's yeah. next door? Okay, mm-hmm. so when did that acquirement? I bought all that. Oh, in, it's all under the same. Yeah, originally. I, I, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah, I bought all that in two thousand and nine. So was it you that lived there in yeah. the in the side I, house or were you No, upstairs? I didn't live in the side house. He wasn't the sketchy <laughs> neighbor. Yeah, it was my sketchy neighbor. Okay. Um, friend and sketchy sketchy friend, sketchy neighbor. Um and
0: yeah, I lived upstairs until
1: like exactly two years ago. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good starting point. Take yeah. me back to um Having this, what is amounted lately to a prime spot right here in the booming Avondale area and and having that awesome building. And until my brother kind of schooled me on it a few years ago uh, when we moved to this area, Uh, I remember hanging out in Avondale and not really knowing what that building was. You know, I always see the mural on the side. Dude, the firehouse is a staple, is a staple. That's the only reason back when we would go to like hardcore shows and stuff years and years ago, it's like, oh, we're going to the firehouse. Like, where is that? like that's how I know Avondale, that's how I know this part of Birmingham, that's how I know Irondale is the is coming to the firehouse. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Man. Yeah. Well, I can tell you it um it didn't used to be the way it is now in sure. Avondale and that's why I could afford to live there. Okay. And I mean also, you know, just to to be very real, um just being a being a white dude helps you uh, have access to things that most people don't have access to. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was in a position in my life where – How old were you? I was 24. 24
0: years old. Yeah. Wow. And you're like, I'm going to go buy a building. Well, you know,
1: <laughs> again, at that time, most people that knew me were like, why in the hell are you doing this? And, uh, you know, uh, you know, all, all the comments that you normally get when you um, – Friends something. and loved ones are like, don't, don't. Could, they're in concerned. This. Yeah. This exactly. is a bad investment. Don't do yeah, this. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Um. And, you know, that's like largely a product of people's um, other issues. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I was, I was not very old and it was very cheap. And my goal was, at that time, I had just graduated from Birmingham Southern a couple years before and I was, um, God, I was working at a restaurant from like five in the morning till two in the afternoon. And then I would go teach guitar lessons, driving around to people's houses all afternoon. And then I was playing a band. So I'd like have band practice or play a show every night. It was, that's, I mean, it's kind of like how most people's life is when they're a post Post grad uh, musician, trying to be a musician or whatever. Just and gigging and playing where you can. Just playing where you can. Trying to make it, to make it work. And I grew up here, um, and Cave Nine was such a big part of my life. Oh, really? Yeah. I got fond memories of yeah. Cave Nine. Man. Most people do. Most old folks like us do. And that, that place from. Come coming there as like a sixteen year old, you know, and having a place where your band could play, and you could feel like what you were doing mattered in some way. It like legitimized what you were doing. It, um, it, it made being in a band seem real in a weird way. And looking back, Aaron Hamilton, who ran that place, was he was doing he was doing it like anybody else would run a diy venue which is just out of the complete you know nobody's making any money it's just your time and you're open the door and you're giving you're giving the stage and the and the microphone to to some young person and it understanding that as well as i could have as a as a 16 year old was one thing but then looking back it's like oh yeah i mean that's a that's a pretty amazing thing for for a city to have. You know? How long
0: did Cave Nine last? Do you know? I you know, you'd have to check air. I here. think That'd seven cool. or eight
1: years. It would be great. Yeah. Um, nobody wants to hear me pontificate about this kind of stuff, but he he would be he's would be the godfather. Sure. I would think. Um so you know, it that space went through its the the many different iterations that it went through at the end and um didn't exist anymore yeah so i had about three goals i was also interning at operation new birmingham which was this which is now rev because
0: i was so this is pre-rev yeah okay Yeah. And so, familiar with Rev in general. I don't really know. Yeah.
1: I was interested. I I had like a, some interest in city planning and development. I thought maybe I'd go back to school for that.
0: Be a civil engineer.
1: Uh, Well, I didn't do it. So, um, but I was like just interested in how public private partnerships work and how how cities um, work from that standpoint. So, and I, from, from that experience, I was more familiar with a lot of the different neighborhoods of Birmingham because Avondale, like you said earlier, was not really a place anyone would go to hang out. That's right. I did live in an apartment in um, just up the street in Forest Park at this time, but um, you know, Avondale was like four blocks, yet a world away, which is sort of the whole the whole problem to begin with. But I wanted. Back to my goals, I wanted to have a space that could I could live in, a space that I could centralize all of my teaching. Um,
0: so you're teaching guitar lessons, yeah, stuff and, right? And gigging around town, and, and obviously music is your passion, yeah. And so, um, okay, yeah.
1: And and you know, I'm in, I, I'm like touring every chance I can get to, and all these jobs sort of fit with that kind of life. So. Um, I did. That's what I did with the building, and we built a stage and started letting bands play there too. Just got this space, and how'd you find the building? I mean, I, know I was riding familiar, my bike by it one day. Saw and there's it. a sign on the side, for sale, the, <laughs> for sale, historic <laughs> firehouse. I was like, oh, "That's cool."
0: Even though it was back in the day before the boom that is Avondale today, I can't imagine a two story building for a 24-year-old really being in arm's reach, though. It seems like I wouldn't – I'd see a for sale sign and be like, man, that'd be cool. All right, I'm going to keep on going. You know, like I would never (laughs) think, like, I can make this happen. Like, that's pretty ambitious, you know?
1: I mean, you can probably drive less than 10 minutes from here and make it happen if you're a 24-year-old. I mean, you know, another building. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it wouldn't – you wouldn't have a a grilled cheese –
0: factory across the street sure you know um yeah so you landed in the building you were able to to, to work that out um was that pretty seamless process or, well you know what's it like buying a building as a 24 year old yeah well it's
1: it's a lot of uh it's a lot of like um asking your asking your parents to Help co-side. you help you out, <laughs> um, which is, again, you know, that's that's your.
0: You take out a second mortgage on the house and, and invest in this building. With you. That's your that's
1: your privilege as Somebody who, like you know, I said it, I said it earlier, just like white dude from the suburbs, yeah. but like having a supportive family is a is a, sure, a privilege. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, you know, waking up every day knowing that there's that there are people out there that aren't going to let you. Starve and sure. die in a ditch is a is a privilege. Right? Yeah, that's um, we take that for granted. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh God, yeah. Um, so anyway, I um uh, had a friend who did a little bit of construction, and we. How bad was the building when you? It when you was, first It was. It wasn't that it was bad. It was just there wasn't anything there. There was just a little room. There was a bathroom, and a little kitchen so i went to Mazers and got a little scratch and dent fridge built a couple of partition walls so that i could have roommates and um i think mean, talked to like 26 or so people in this town that live with me at some point <laughs> <laughs> well, who wouldn't want to live at the firehouse would be awesome <laughs> yeah, that's, that's well fun. it's less awesome than you think because there's a uh, like loud bands playing downstairs it's like kind of like an oven upstairs oh, because, really? oh yeah um yeah very hot in the summertime no shade a uh, 120 year old building
0: now i assume it used to be a firehouse of yeah. some kind that yeah, like yeah, got yeah. working it did
1: it was built by fire a, department yeah. yeah it was a government building in 1890 is when it was
0: built 1890 wow yeah, yeah.
1: um there are very few records at the um at the county about it, but I have found um I've I found a lot of really cool pictures from the like around the the early 40s when it was a garment factory. Hmm. Oh it so called. it's
0: gone through several inter- it's, since Yeah, It's a fire that's a working fire department. Most
1: recently before I bought it, um it had been a barber shop downstairs and a,
0: some kind of just office space upstairs. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you buy the building, uh, you promptly move in. Mm-hmm. I guess it was livable, at least enough for you to. I have, I had a. You <laughs> said you went out and bought a fridge <laughs> and you're like, I'm set. I got a fridge and microwave. Well, I mean, doing? I was,
1: yeah, I was, I was not very old. Um, I, and God, jeez, you know, I could still, if I wasn't married, I could sleep on the,
0: that rug over there. Sure. Yeah.
1: You don't have very high standards as, uh, low, as a 24-year-old. Very low, and, know, yeah. you know, God bless Katie, my, my
0: wife, for, uh, you know, bringing me in, into civilization and the rest yeah. of humanity. Um, um, So when you first got the place, uh, I guess you turned the upstairs into, like, kind of an apartment for you and your yeah. roommates. Yeah. And then the downstairs, it was always the goal to turn that into a, a music venue. Um, how long did that last before the transition into what the firehouse is now. Well, it lasted, um, or, or what was the catalyst that kind of sparked the whole starting the nonprofit and, you know, that whole story. Great question. Um, so
1: a lot happened in that neighborhood over a decade. And, you know, I went from being 24 to 34 and, um, toured a lot, saw a lot of the world, um got married. Katie moved in with me. A lot of things happened over that over that time and one of them was that every everything else that happened in Avondale happened. You know, there were um what was the first thing? Do you remember like, the, the first, first big thing, thing? The first big thing that felt like, oh, okay. yeah, like my friends were, were like, oh, okay, so you live near that? Was when Parkside opened, and it, when I first moved there, Parkside was almost open. I want to say, and you'll probably have to check me on this, but I want to say it was like f- late fall of '09 that it would have opened. It I was, know I was weird there for a long time. Yeah, yeah, it was weird because uh, when it, when it opened, it was like table service kind of bar. Wow. Yeah. Not for very long. I think they figured it out. You know. got, yeah. And yeah, Well, I mean, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole, but, um, yeah, Parkside was first. And then Kobe opened the Avondale brewery, maybe a year after that. And then all hell broke. Everything it. followed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, pretty soon you can get a 1920s themed $16 drink next door. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but observing all of those things, number one, uh, as a neighbor, was one experience um, outside of you know some of my own personal growth that I described. Also, as a teacher, which is what I was doing for income, um, it didn't take very long for me to be able to, to quit my restaurant job um, and just teach and play. Which is awesome in and of itself, but th- just looking around and noticing that every single one of my students was a, was a, a white kid was kind of a hard thing to reconcile with everything else that you, or with that I believe, and with regards to access to music and access to to music education. Sure, yeah. and I mean it makes sense, you know, if you if you want to learn how to play guitar from somebody, like somebody has to get paid, right? That's how it works. Got to have and a guitar, I would guess. Got to have a guitar. And, and God knows cheap, you, yeah. can buy, you can buy as many as you want. And that being being in that neighborhood with all of those things swirling around and happening as, as they did, um, becoming older myself and also understanding my place as a neighbor and as a member of a community, it didn't really seem very equitable to be um just to be doing this for any anyone that could afford it, no like no matter who they it were. You feel like you were serving the community that you were in. Right, but in that's the way. only way to to get it done because I have to Make sure money, yeah, okay. so um sure. that's, okay how can
0: i how can I do both
1: yeah, so eventually, in the back of my mind, I started thinking about how life would look if i if I didn't live there, what I could do with with the upstairs, um and as you can probably imagine, there are many things I could do I could um, I don't know, I guess I could be sitting on a beach right now, I could sell it to uh, you get a lot of people it's that nice... try to buy it. I yeah, I could tell some good stories about that. But I'm not going to say, like, everybody always says, like, oh, you're a genius. It's a gold mine. Yeah. It's like, well, it's only a gold mine if you sell it to somebody. Yeah, right. Otherwise, it's a it's a pile of bricks. <laughs> and so I got a pile of bricks. It's great. I love it. But yeah, I can imagine
0: um, people be beating down the door. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, Trying to funny. Trying to get you it to is, sell.
1: I, I've definitely taken a few people up on like a – Let
0: me take you out to Roots Chris. Right. Well, no, no, it's no, never no. been
1: Roots Chris. It's usually it's usually uh, Melt, but um, – Let me take you across the street. Let me just street. hear you out. <laughs> hey, I can run up a tab at Melt. <laughs> Dude, yeah, man. Um, anyway, it's always pretty funny too. I, I there was one guy. He he. There's no. I don't even know who this guy was. So he won't listen to this. But he said, first it was when I was about to get married. He was like, now Eric, let me tell you a little something about women. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm.
0: great. She is not going to live in this old building <laughs> that you're
1: living in. Well, he was. Yeah, right. He was like, they value security. I said, okay, great he's like, how about I offered you many, 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 many dollars and you blah, 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 blah. I was like, well, oh, okay, I see that's what you, what, what would you do with this building if you had it? And he said, have you ever heard of warehousing? And I was like, what is that? He said, that's where you buy up a bunch of property and then just let it sit there.
0: <laughs> I was like, wow. So that's what he wanted that's to do. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> just- <laughs> Let it be a dilapidated building and, right. and hope that somebody else buy it right. out from under him. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's a thrilling a thrilling thing to think about. Um, Still, man, that's pretty awesome that you believe in, stuck at you, you your values, yeah. and, and like you didn't let a big paycheck sway you. And just, well, I mean, I, again, I don't know if I'd be strong enough to, I'd be like, who, dude, what could I do with that money? it would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Again, I, you know, privilege of having a supportive bunch of people wife uh now a kid uh a mom and a dad that are not uh you know genera- generationally wealthy by any means but just again like the privilege of not of knowing that you don't have to right to um i don't know you're, that that you're not gonna be able to fall into a gutter hard enough without without somebody right. that cares about you pulling you out. You sure, know? yeah, I mean, that's a that's a privilege, and I I I I think that's a that's a big thing. I know I've mentioned it three or four times now, but um, I don't think people think about that enough sure. when they're thinking about neighbors and like wondering why people don't act right. Or act the way they think that people should act, and it's you know if you if you if you don't have that kind of support system in your life, um, what you know whatever that is, then you can't really make decisions based on your values as right. much. It's more like, hey, I just got to make decisions to get by. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't mean that as a as a pass to somebody who, um. Who does something criminal to to get by? But sure, I, yeah. But I kind of do. You kind of um, understand it more, or on a deeper level. I, mean, I think you can. I think if you try hard enough, you can understand almost anything that another person does. But um, I thank you for for saying that about my values or whatever. But I don't really, um, I don't, I don't think it's a, like a reflection on me being. St- being any any way other than just a, a a person who's lucky enough to be able to to lean on values
0: that's all well said i get you okay <laughs> um yeah i think you know the whole support network we kind of talked about that like i think that's something you know a lot of people take for granted and uh it's kind of eye-opening you know i've had friends and stuff that have moved across the country by themselves you know and then they kind of get an eye-opener when they get there and realize that they don't really have the support that they did back home, they realize just how hard it is just to get by, you know, and and maybe in a small way, that's kind of an example of like, wow, you know, I can't, I'm broke down the side of the road. I don't have anybody to call to come help me. Whereas, you know, if I had a family network that I'd built over my lifetime, someone could, that'd be an easy, easy situation to get out of versus, versus somebody who's like, you know, doesn't have that support infrastructure there, yeah you know and i mean how many times sense? yeah you know like taylor and i
1: were were riding home the other day and he was telling me a story about that just like was so um it was such a, a little little microcosm of this exact thing you're talking about he was telling the story about how when he was driving uber um he was always taking people from north avondale the Tom Brown village in North Avondale to their job at Walmart. It was like a beaten path, always taking people to work. Really? And they were, oh, everyone would always tell them like, oh, yep. You know, they'll only let me work 28 hours a week because it doesn't hit it. You know, that keeps me from being over some mm-hmm. threshold where the pay rate goes up. And so this 28 whatever hour work week is, um, divided into so many tiny little shifts and then you're Ubering there and you're Ubering back. And so, yeah, when you, you, you get into money is just eating up. Yeah. yeah, You're, you're just, you're spending 50 cents to try and make a dollar and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So, I mean, it makes, it makes plenty of sense if you're a, a true capitalist, but it's, it sucks, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, and yeah, like how do you how how do you how, do you, how do you get yeah. your foot off of the wheel for long enough to to care? Uh, yeah. You know,
0: um, yeah, that's a tough thing. Well, going back to uh, um, the firehouse and wanting to do more for the community, uh, at what point did you guys decide, hey, maybe a nonprofit is something we could look into, or
1: yeah. Uh, It was probably a couple of years before I moved that the idea first came to me and I started doing some, did you have friends that worked in nonprofits or or anybody that kind of guide you a little bit? I, yeah, I did. And, oh man, I'll get to the, to the friends I've built up around me for this, that, that, um, are board members and support because, you know. True community center couldn't do it without, without other people. Um, but the, anyway, that's how the idea came, came to fruition. It's, it's like, all right, how can, I, how can I raise enough money to pay teachers and
0: give scholarships? That's the general idea. Did you have other friends that were like, oh, you're teaching all these lessons, man. I'd like to do that. You know, that'd be cool. Um, I
1: mean, like in a, yeah, sure. Yes. But not, not in a way that, that was very meaningful, I don't think. And so when I really started putting this into motion was when, um, when we moved out. So... That's that's when I started assembling a board, which is what you have to do when you start a nonprofit. I did not know that. Yeah. I don't I know what know, it's like to either. have a board. Well, it's pretty great. Um, so Janet Simpson was one of the first people that I approached. And I don't know if y'all know. I Janet. do not. What's her background? She is a great musician and also works for the crisis center she's one of the owners of shoe shop downtown okay um she put out a just this amazing record this last
0: year that's really great um all right jan i'm sorry i didn't know who you are (laughs) yeah well come on man yeah i gotta get it together (laughs) try to it's hard to know everybody
1: yeah well she's the greatest and she is um she it it's so smart and so helpful in like you were talking about some someone who has a lot of experience in nonprofit, de- specifically development. And I reached out to Chris McCauley, who's one of my best friends. Um, he plays in the Blips too. He is just he's just one of the smartest people you would ever know. He's worked in non the nonprofit field before and um one of my students longtime students dads uh chris hines is another was another um early board member as well as tom Golden, who builds the south side custom guitars and who's another just really really close friend of mine um, is he on the music shop no, but he, his guitars are, are there and Tom's. Yeah. You've probably met Tom there before. Okay. Um, yeah, he's a great guy.
0: Cool. Okay. So yes. these are all acquaintances you already sort of had. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 I mean, cl- yes. Yes. Definitely. Just being in the music scene mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And so that was kind of the core group starting out. And we, um, I was like at the, you know, right around the. I remember we had this first meeting in like January, late January, early February of 2020. You know, those ambitious dreams. Perfect time to launch a <laughs> yeah, new project, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so the whole uh, the world kind of everything happened the way it happened, and um, my Chris quit his job and basically came to me one day and just said like, Hey man, I just really believe in what you're doing and I am kind of good for a minute. So I'm going to work for you. And that was awesome. So during the entire like hardcore early pandemic, when there was nothing going on, Chris and I were just, um, I mean we we were just working regular work days, laying the foundation for um f- for the nonprofit, and that's just it's just a lot of work that nobody would ever want to do. Sure. And I mean, I think Chris said it to me a million times. He was like, "I'm good at this stuff, man. Like I'll I'll help you with all of this stuff." And God, uh, he did.
0: so just a lot of paperwork just to get it? Yeah, started I mean, a lot
1: of red tape, I'm sure. Just take oh. take whatever you have in your mind and
0: multiply it by twenty five. Okay. Damn. All right. I um, guess I won't be starting a nonprofit anytime soon. Um maybe <laughs> Well, I mean Maybe I'll seek your advice, but yeah. Yeah, I,
1: I definitely could give you some now, but um I went into it knowing a little bit about what like not necessarily totally green, but knowing a little bit of what I needed to do. But um you know being being a little bit intimidated by the process and also um really mindful of what what I was doing already with all of my students I think was pretty special um I built up like a a really great network of people that I honestly consider family some of my students that I was teaching fifteen years ago, wow are like. I mean, you know, they're off living their lives now, and they're they're like brothers to me, yeah, brothers man. and sisters. So, um, and that's very real. That's a like the, the connections that you make with people playing music, are what life is kind of all about for me, and so not only seeing that those relationships play out in in my own life, but between myself and my students, um, has been very 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 special. So I didn't want this, this taking it to another level mean losing any of that. And this group of folks that has been behind me the whole way and our board's grown um, as we've grown, they have done such an amazing job of just staying, staying behind the whole mission and recognizing what was already good about what was going on at the firehouse and i think what what was so special to me about the event on tuesday was s- stepping back seeing where we are and just and seeing that wow okay it's it's at the point where we have this facility we have these awesome musicians working here we have a really connected and diverse group of students that are in the space learning and creating music together. And we're in, and, and we are truly making those connections and we're forming those relationships just on a bigger scale. And we haven't lost any of that stuff that made my work special in the beginning. So that's, to me, that is a Testament to how great of an organization that we've put together really is. That um, we haven't lost any of that,
0: dude. That's awesome. I'm sure it's really cool. You know, like you said, being at that event uh, two nights ago at the sidewalk and kind of just seeing maybe some of the fruits of the labor. You know, everything and that's gotta be a great feeling. Oh man, it
1: was it it was an extremely stressful feeling while it was going on. But yeah, Um, dude, I'm
0: psyched to see that. Man, I want to watch some of that documentary. Well,
1: yeah, you're gonna love the documentary. But man. God, just being there was so awesome and uh yeah i i just i can't I can't tell you how how cool it is and how excited I am just to to keep on going yeah. you know and and watch my friends like will and taylor and Stuart and angela like everybody Abby Anderson, do you all know Abby?
0: Yeah, she's over at mom's right. Yeah, um, and she yeah, plays yeah.
1: in, she plays in every cool band, the Bouquets or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. she's teaching drums, so oh, okay. it's like, Sick. it yeah, it's just so great to just I, I felt like I was hoarding this cool experience of being a. I've got all the a, coolest friends. A, I got to share them with being, the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, I I thought it was so cool that I was like playing music in a band and on you know like doing that, but then also able to come home. And be teaching it; it just makes so much sense. But it was this experience. Like all my other friends, was like working in bars, sure, doing whatever yeah. else they can. So you it's find really a way to cool. Just keep the wheel. It's great keep for it the rolling. space to turn into, and hopefully, it will. Can it will? It will keep moving in this direction. As that's the goal: is to is for it to be a place where where musicians can do what they do. Yeah, play and teach make a living um a, f- a little bit of more far off goal is to be able to give health insurance and um just become more and more sustainable source of income for yeah for people that play
0: music for a living dude that's like a golden dream for anybody that wants to play music in town and, and yeah and make it a full-time you know gig and yeah and uh Maybe staying local has its benefits instead of having to get out on the road all the time as you get older. Well, I and mean, you know,
1: if you are if you are getting out on the road, then having having s- guitar students is perfect because you can make your own schedule. Yeah, they're usually pretty cool about it because it's like, well, who else would I want to learn from than this dude who's
0: like playing all this awesome music all over the playing
1: country, playing in New Orleans tomorrow sure. or whatever? It's uh it makes sense.
0: So, what was the the decision to move out? I guess the upstairs went through some renovations, getting ready to turn it into the learning space. Yeah, so that was I've cool. never been upstairs. So, so what were some of the changes that you guys made, and what does it look like now versus what it used to? Great question. And I would encourage you or
1: anyone else just to you, give, come you in guys the give door. tours. Yeah, I'll give okay. you a tour anytime Sick. you want. All right, um, but yeah, you know, any day after three p.m., if you walk in there uh, after school, you're gonna. You're going to see it in action. It's cool. So upstairs now, when you walk in, there are, we, in December of 2020, which made this even more incredible, we raised $60,000 on a crowdfunding campaign. What? Yeah. Dude, that's and that's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And again, that was, I mean, it was 10 years worth of, fo- like, just goodwill behind us coming back and saying, we believe in you and go on and do it. Um, So we did, and we built – when you go up there, there are three rooms that are smaller where you can – there's like one-on-one teacher rooms. And then there are two rooms that are fully functional band practice rooms with drums, keys, bass, guitar, and vocals, a PA, and everything is sound isolated. So you can make as much noise as you want, and someone can be doing the same thing in the next room. And um, it's a it's a really functional cool space.
0: Yeah, yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. So, um, if a, a new student comes in, do you guys have like, say, I want to be the next, you know, Rush drummer, uh, RIP Neil Peart, but um, <laughs> I mean, do you guys provide your students with with instruments that they can use on site? Yeah, and, okay. yeah, everything. There's there's a, a million instruments on site and also
1: um all throughout last year we were doing a an instrument drive I guess we're we're always doing one if you have a pv bandit in your basement that you're trying to get rid of go ahead and bring it on over sitting there collecting dust you know donate it to you guys um and so we've been able to put a lot of those guitars in the hands of kids that don't have guitars sure which is awesome um yeah there's it, it, i mean we even have a, a bunch of extra drum sets and last week uh i sent a drum set out the door you know to to somebody's house so
0: yeah that's cool yeah All it's right. cool it's very I'm sure cool. the parents are like oh great <laughs> no, <my laughs> well i okay. be a drummer this is <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah. i mean <laughs> I,
1: i've also got a got a uh got a little speech i do for anybody who says you know i think he or she is interested in drums.
0: I'm it's like, like oh. okay let's let's talk about think this. about that for a and second what your life is going about to look like yeah,
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah it's it it is that's part of the access um the 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 point in having access is that you don't just have a an hour with your your teacher you've got access to the space whenever you want it because when those rooms aren't being used you can go use them and you have an instrument that you can practice
0: on at your house do you so, guys feel as you expand do you have any problems with you know maybe too many people trying to use it at once or or it's been cool it's
1: been cool as we i mean honestly the first time that there were five lessons going on at once in there. And I you're was just like, in the hallway, like
0: this is real. This is, well, I real. was teaching
1: one of them, oh, so I couldn't be, them. but okay. I did get one of my friends to come by and take a picture because it was like,
0: here We're we here go. Yeah. yeah, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. A good feeling. That's it awesome. was a great feeling. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to have a, uh, to have a space where it's to get to the point where, you, yeah, you got to schedule things out. And I, I have found this really cool scheduling app. Um, That allows that, that makes that easy. Keeps it
0: smooth. Yeah. No issues. Yeah. It's my turn to practice guitar. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Get out of here. We haven't had any of that go on yet, but uh, we, hopefully we will. But you guys still do just like shows downstairs. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I know you guys had a lot of stuff going on with Halloween and all that. Yeah. Um,
1: And the, the nonprofit does not, does not extend to the firehouse
0: venue. So how is that separation and, and who operates? How does the venue run? The venue is fully run by DIY Birmingham. Okay.
1: Um, and we have a great symbiotic relationship there. How um, many
0: shows do you guys do? Because uh, I know places like Saturn, I mean, they got something going on every night. I was well, it's totally
1: volunteer run. So if any of us are unavailable to book a show, then it doesn't
0: It just you know, doesn't, it happen. doesn't happen. Okay, I see.
1: Um, and, and again, I mean, it's a it's a volunteer run diy space nobody's making any any money i mean For you the know love with the music you'd be surprised at the uh well you, you probably wouldn't be surprised at the attitude of um people that have a band and want to have a place to play sometimes it's like oh believe it or not you're not the only guy the sure band. yeah man
0: <laughs> <laughs> um Well take it back, man. How did you get into music? Are you a native to Birmingham? I am, yeah. You uh, said you went to Birmingham Southern. Yeah. Um, When did you first get into music? Um I I first started long time ago. Yeah, a long
1: time ago. (laughs) I I mean I took piano lessons like a lot of people do. Um it was all right. All right. (laughs) It was it was
0: okay. Was that the same time you got the pinball machine? Yeah. Dedicate more time to that. About the yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Um and eventually uh my dad played a little guitar so i got interested in that and he bought me my first guitar a uh burgundy mexican fender stratocaster which i still have
0: burgundy yes yeah
1: i think it's actually called wine red um, sexy, very, very soft, awesome. <laughs> and sophisticated. You That's still awesome. got it? I still have it. Yeah, uh, yeah. You teach lessons on it. Or you still play with it? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Um, Shout I. Out you know, I'm not a real strat guy. I'll throw that out there. Um, but uh, yeah, I still have it. In fact, it's it's really funny because last year for Christmas, my my friend Justin, who made all the documentaries that I was referencing earlier. He, that guitar had kind of like passed itself around to so many different people. I didn't really know where it was for a few years. And he I gave it to Bob and then he let
0: Joe borrow it. And then you Joe know, went to Texas. And
1: eventually, I mean, you know, there is a void yeah, that things fall into. So I got a lot to think about. I, I hadn't really thought about it in a long time, but he gave it back to me for Christmas. He was oh, like, oh yeah. that's awesome. By the way, I still had this and I got it restrung and. Um yeah, it's cool. That's awesome. So my dad bought me that guitar when I was about thirteen. Um and I never really took
0: any lessons. You're just natural born. <laughs> God right, yeah, talent. that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. Modern day Jimmy Henry. Yes, career. thank yeah. you for thank you
1: for saying that. Um no Dude, I was not... <laughs> listening
0: to the blips album, man. That's awesome. Uh I didn't realize you played in that band. And uh Yeah. Uh how many do. y'all just have the one album on Spotify yeah. that I was listening to? Mm,
1: we're gonna we're getting together next week to start
0: working on another one. How many Ooh. bands do you play in currently? Um, man, you it, got a lot going on, man. I don't see how you play in band. <laughs> anyway. That's crazy. Right. I, I don't either. Family man, and then you got the nonprofit, and then the yeah. teaching and all that stuff. I uh, I play in the Blips,
1: and that's awesome. I play in a band with Justin and his brother Jason. And we haven't played a show yet, but we're working on, uh, we're working on something that we're going to put out next year and start playing shows. And I also play in this band called Post Consumer Waste. That's one of my former students now uh, interns and is actually teaching drum lessons. Um, his name is Adam Kitchens, and he's just like this immensely talented young dude. It's a punk band that I recorded. Sure, of course, it's a punk band. Yeah. yeah. And he played every instrument on the record. And uh, okay. then he was like, man, I got to start playing some shows eventually. He's like, do you know anybody yeah. Do you know anybody who will play in my band? And I was like, well, try these people. I'm like, well, so-and-so can't play drums. So-and-so else can't play drums. And finally, he asked me to play drums, which is a testament to how low the drummer pool is <laughs> and the Birmingham needs more drummers yeah well that's what I'm that's what I'm doing with my life is trying is training more drummers so I don't have to play in people's bands there you go right. um so I play drums in his band we're playing show on Sunday and it's a really good band um
0: it's awesome man I'll check it out
1: yeah and I'm trying to think if I play in any other bands that's a, too, that, too many. To that's count. too many bands, man. <laughs> you can't even keep keep them straight. Uh, uh yeah, no, I, um, I, y- yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a lot going on, but but the blips seem to be kind of your primary yeah. focus, I guess. Yeah, 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 and it's fun. It's nothing but fun. We're, do y'all have any shows coming up? Yeah, we're playing on New Year's
1: Eve Ooh, at okay. the firehouse.
0: At the firehouse, all right. We're gonna so. ring
1: in the new year. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the band Model Citizen. Um.
0: Not right off hand. Well, I when I was
1: in my early days, it was my favorite Birmingham band. It's Matt Patton who plays in the Drive By Truckers now. He's the oh, yeah. guitar player, and um, three piece just rock and roll band, and they're they're killer.
0: Oh, dude, that sounds awesome.
1: And after midnight, we're gonna play a secret set, and it's gonna be a secret what the songs are gonna be.
0: Okay. Super secret. Yeah.
1: Super, super well, you heard it here first. You said at <laughs> New Year's firehouse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. So, um, yeah, I just I'm, don't understand how you find time to do all those things. How much time does the the nonprofit take? What, what's a typical week for you look like? There we oh, go. Man. There we go. If, well, if there is a typical week, uh,
1: morning, I from about seven to ten. I am hanging out with the little boy.
0: Sure, priorities.
1: Jesse Wallace. Uh, yes, he's sixteen months old.
0: Woo, buddy! Yeah, he's awesome. Oh, you got your hands full.
1: Yeah, yeah. he's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's great. I never really didn't give a whole lot of thought to doing that ever. And Parenthood, now, that, <laughs> yeah. That and now that I am doing it, it's my it's my, the favorite thing
0: that i do dude that's all i've heard because we don't have kids but everybody's like man when you get when you have kids you think about it one way until you're a parent and then it's like your whole world changes oh yeah and yeah. i've heard several people are like why did we wait so long this is awesome it's like so much fun
1: yeah well that's cool because i didn't hear as much of that <laughs> well when all your friends
0: are are single and, and childless yeah yeah
1: and uh yeah i mean i i don't know it's I can't give a whole lot of advice about it, but I will say it's awesome. Um, it's great. 10 a.m., his grandmother, again, support system in life, very huge. We don't take him to daycare, don't don't need to just yet, so that's great. Um, you know, Biden's giving people some money to get by with Have kids that's also, oh, yeah, that's supposed to kick in this month. It kicked in.
0: Oh, it's already in. Okay, yeah, yeah, awesome. (laughs) Yeah,
1: um, but that being said, 10 10 a.m., um, his grandmother comes over. I head in. I usually have a student or two. Um, I teach a couple kids that are homeschooled and that don't need to work around school hours, and I teach a couple of adults if I can work them in my schedule,
0: yeah. What's the time. what's the age range for your? Students? Well,
1: the nonprofit. I mean, we we've very clearly identified that we want that we want to reach kids from nine to eighteen. Um, I do teach a kid, couple of kids younger than nine. Um wow. it's weird, you know, in that sort of six to eight age range. You get a couple a of five year olds that pick up a guitar. Just well, shredding. it happens <laughs> for the most part. If you're five, you can't like you can't do it. Yeah, but some kids some can. can get yeah. some prodigies. In there. Yeah, yeah. I just started teaching drums to a kid who is six, and I didn't think it was going to work out, but he's great. he, oh, he when loves, I
0: imagine a six-year-old on a drum set. That's
1: it's not good. He even right. reached the
0: pedals. That's crazy.
1: Well, he and he listens to Pantera too. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. It's great. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. no, it's great. It, like the kid's great. Um, that's and, us. Dad brought us up on. Yeah, my dad plays drums. He's played drums my whole life. Oh, great. He's, yeah, so we were raised in a music household. Hair thrasher. and Oh, dude, yeah, we got blackmail for days, old, old yeah. videos. Shout out, stuff. Dad. That's how I found out Maylene.
1: Oh, yeah. It was through yeah. Dad of Maylene, all people. Wow. I know,
0: right? Old oh, Dad. Yeah, shout yeah. out, Dad.
1: Yeah. Dad. Um.
0: So teaching during yeah, the so day. Yeah, so I
1: teach during the day. I've got – um. I try to like take the lunch hour and devote that to administrative stuff. I mean, you know, we've got we have payroll and all other things to to deal with now, uh, which is really great.
0: How many people on staff?
1: Um, seven teachers and oh wow,
0: man, you guys are huge. Four like very part time interns, yeah, that are super,
1: that are just awesome people. Okay, um, yeah. And then I teach all afternoon and go, I usually lock up about 6.30.
0: Head to band practice. (laughs) Head to band practice. (laughs) Practice for a few hours. At this
1: (laughs) this point, I'm trying to schedule, um, I'll say again, you know, uh, plugging the parenthood. um, Once he goes to bed, you know, I like to get, try and get home and, be around for, for dinner time, and then he goes to bed and you know, go band practice, Peace. Or do whatever you want, yeah, 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 go to okay. the bar, which I uh don't do as much as much of these days, but well, you don't have time, so no. probably a good thing. Though. I, I, I mean, I could make time, you can always make,
0: <laughs> you can always make time, yeah, you, who needs sleep, right? <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh. Yeah, it's good. Life is very, life is very good for me. I don't have any complaints.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, really cool. Uh, besides the show on New Year's Eve at the firehouse, anything else coming up this month that you guys have? How many, how many shows do you guys average per month? Uh, uh, per is like two or three a week. Two or three, uh, Two yes. or three a week. That's wow. A okay. Yeah, that's three, more than I thought. Three is a full
1: week. Two is a normal week, I'd say. Um, and again, like a uh, huge. Testament to K-On and everyone that that runs the shows
0: and takes care of the space. So, if somebody wanted to find out, you said that was run through DIY Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Is that? I guess there's a calendar you can go on and, and kind of. Yeah, see they're the great about they. Up.
1: They'll post something that you uh, every month that you can screenshot pretty easily. Cool, and but that
0: uh, would – you wouldn't find we got the firehouse community uh, page. Yeah, up, but that's kind of a separate. Entity. Right, the community.
1: Okay. The community art center is. um Think think of that as the upstairs and the firehouse DIY Birmingham downstairs. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, I
0: didn't really know what the divide was there.
1: Well, and you know, it's cool that there's not really a strict one because how cool is it to learn music from the people playing it in the place where it gets played?
0: Do you have a lot of your students that uh, book shows or, or play downstairs with yep. the and stuff? I, I would imagine I so. I mean, how, yeah,
1: that's like, that's the, that's the, the
0: dream, right? To to finish, like learn and then go do it. Do you graduate? Is there like a, an end goal? Um, Yeah, there's a big, there
1: is an end goal. I tell every single kid, uh, when I first meet them and some have succeeded more than you would think, uh, that, Hey, you're going to, my goal is for you to be better than me one day. So, um, I mean, I can, there are kids out there that, that could play circles around me.
0: Okay. I didn't uh, know if it's like a traditional uh, kind of education layout where you have like, I don't know, man. I guess you just keep, you can always keep learning music and, and getting better. And getting yeah. Better. I mean, that's yeah. why
1: I still like to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I do, I do have, I wouldn't call it a hundred percent traditional method of teaching music because I don't think that mastery
0: I'm not gonna learn about Beethoven if I come take a class with you. <laughs> I,
1: I could tell you the story that I learned in the movie or whatever, but um yeah, for me it's all about recreating that moment when you when you hear your buddy playing the drums behind your guitar for the first time. When you write a song and stand on a stage and play it. All it in comes front of together. You. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that puts you that if you if you can do that, um, I mean I'm just the, the, the amount of confidence that you have as a young person goes through the roof, and the, and the empathy I think that you have for other people is, um, it changes if you, when you learn how to create with other people and you learn how to perform.
0: Well um, learning a lot of patience, I
1: guess, in that <laughs> those situations, oh yeah, well, I learned that <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and that helps with the whole you know parenthood thing um but yes, that's to me that's that's the whole goal of teaching is not to teach to a certain level of mastery of an instrument but to Offer mentorship in a life in music. Hey, I. Everyone here, not just me, now, is someone that you can look to as an example of what a life in music looks like. It. I look around at my life, and ninety-five percent of the m- most important relationships that I have have something to do with music. Um. You know, I. I didn't play in. Um, Guns and Roses. And if you come up defining your own success as playing in amphitheaters every night, then you, you know, it's kind of unrealistic, but there is a very realistic positive outcome to having a life
0: as a musician. And that's a cool way to look at it, yeah. I don't, I yeah. I don't know if I've ever had anybody kind of put it that way. You know, because from an outsider's perspective, you think the goal is like amphitheater, so like that's where I got to get to. Yeah, no. You know, in my music career. God. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, look what happens to everybody who does that, if you think about it. Yeah. It's not good. The, But, you know, it, it's been a – it's my life's been great, and um, that's because I have a lot of great friends. And all of my great friends, I, I played with them, or I know I I met Music them. Music is like on the, tour. the
0: the common thread, I guess, yeah. between most of your important relationships, right? Or
1: things I've things I've witnessed, have been in pla- or places I've been to. Um,
0: you said you did a lot of touring. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've any, been a any lot of cool bands. places yeah. that you've gotten to visit. Um, that that stand out, maybe. Yeah the the,
1: the the shitty ones always stand the out the, ones, most. the
0: horror stories that breaking down in the I've desert i've been to the nick yeah oh.
1: um yeah no i've been i've been i've been the to nick. a lot all the
0: places um the old nick yeah isn't the partner of the person who started the nick opening another place it's like a woman's the name john or something no it's uh, like <laughs> no it's i don't know why i even brought that up i don't know enough about it anyways Great. I guess I don't, don't know. know anything yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. I think the co-owner of the Nick is opening another bar under a female's name. That's Good. The Jan. The Jan, the Welcome Sarah, the, Jan. the something. The I, I, Sarah. I don't know what it was. I don't okay. know where I read that. Well, I, it's, Ignore that. I mean, yeah. It sounds great. <laughs> uh, is there anybody else in town that is doing anything similar to what you guys are doing? I know that uh, I don't know if it's still going on, but years back, uh, work play they had um, like the rock school, and that yeah. was like geared towards getting kids playing and and stuff. Is there anybody else in town that's still doing something similar to what you guys are doing? You tell me, man.
1: You're in the know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think so. I mean, I like um, anyone who's teaching music. I'm I'm all about it. sure. I'm, I'm yeah, really positive. I think anything though that turns music into that puts it in the same category as like your baseball team or your um, other
0: after-school activities that you need to check off is. Um, Maybe they're it, not looking at it in the way that you are. As yeah. Far as like a lifestyle. Yeah. Again, I'm so change.
1: I support any, anybody learning music from anybody. When my students say that they're looking on YouTube, is that okay? I'm like, yes, my God.
0: No, you cannot use. <laughs> right. You I only know. learn music here. You're yeah. gonna learn it wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah but you know, if um, <laughs> I don't really, I I don't see as much value in um, signing up for like a three month program where, like, oh hey, our baseball team needs a shortstop. Our bay needs a bass player. Like, you go there, you go there. I don't, I don't know if if that's as. Again, to me, the important thing is those relationships and even standing back in my position now and watching kids meet each other at the firehouse and then say like, oh, what's that thing you're playing? Like, what's that song? Let me try to let me try to play drums while you do that and then forge a, a relationship and just watching everything that
0: comes out of that. just kind it's of naturally. Cool, yeah. kind that's of so rad. Blossom. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's cool. And I think, you know, the biggest goal for me would be 20 years from now, somebody in somewhere far away writing an article about, like, my God, why are all
0: these weird, cool bands coming from Birmingham, Alabama? I think we got a pretty rad scene. Uh uh oh absolutely uh, before we got going i mentioned uh the porch talk podcast that yeah we did and uh learned a lot from that really awesome podcast for anybody that doesn't know check it out um especially if you're into music uh you guys kind of talked about the birmingham scene and i don't know if the guy who does that podcast is originally from birmingham but one thing that he mentioned that stood out to me was like man all these cool bands are coming out of birmingham i gotta go see what's going on down there and right. and stuff and yeah, really cool I remember I remember when had. Alan
1: said that and you know if And I've you heard think, that a lot. Yeah. And if you think about it, um if you think about a lot of the great like the historically great music scenes or whatever, you'll you'll hear of people that were part of them just saying like, I had to go figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah. Well, maybe so, we're
0: in the in something like that going on.
1: We don't realize. I mean, that. maybe so, but then again, I hope not because <laughs> because it's like, have you been to Nashville? Yeah, lately? dude, it's a uh, uh,
0: well. Yeah. So, what's the future of the firehouse? You mentioned earlier that the uh, uh, you guys are trying to get the recording studio. Yeah. Going. Um, have you guys already started on that project? Or no, we have, we have plans. Have plans. Okay. Um,
1: and it's going to. It's that's a big part of the goal. Um, For this fundraiser, we want to build the recording studio, and then every single
0: dollar that we make past that is is scholarships, funding and, scholarships. And if people wanted to give um, or get involved, what's the best way to do that? The best way to do
1: that is to go to our website, org. It's like Community Arts Center. And there's a donate button there. Uh, My phone number is on that website. You could text me. And um, if you feel like you have anything that you could give um, or that
0: you like any way that you want to be a part, then I would love to hear from you. Awesome, man. Well, cool. Well, dude, this has been uh, eye-opening conversation. Really rad. Cool. I look forward to uh, getting a tour. Um, yeah, and kind of seeing what all you guys like have I going said, on. It's awesome. Any day. Sweet. What's come,
1: the... yeah. Come on by like after three. After day. three.
0: Okay. Sweet. Now, are you guys? Do you guys have stuff going on seven days a week? Mostly. I mean, yeah, we do. Time? We um, <clears throat> shows aside, I guess.
1: Yes. On Sundays, Shahid and Supreme do a really cool knowledge rhythm understanding class yeah, which is this yeah. thing um they so they have their own nonprofit that they that they do and they
0: um they use the firehouse okay to cool do yeah that. i follow them and and i see them they go to like local schools and yeah. they're all over the place doing things
1: yeah it's great awesome. um so they're at the firehouse on sundays every other sunday and then weekdays
0: um are teaching all day so mm. And if somebody wanted to look into becoming a student.
1: Yeah, but there's uh, a sign-up form on the website.
0: And you said the age is typically geared
1: between 9, nine and, and 18. 9 and 18, and um, we have a scholarship fund for anyone who lives in our service area, which is the three neighborhoods of Avondale.
0: So for all our 80-year-old listeners who you know want to pick up a bass guitar <laughs> or, or learn how to play drums, uh, is there a place for, for people who are kind of outside of that age bracket, maybe a 19- or 20-year-old or maybe even older that wants to to learn is there an outlet
1: um i'm god you know there probably is and i have some of the most fun of my weeks teaching uh, just doing like private lessons teaching private lessons to to adults i really do um but again i just um you got to put your focus
0: somewhere yeah in, I that's guess. that's yeah. our focus sure cool yeah well dude, awesome. Thanks for coming to, to sit down and me. talk with this us. This is man. a great this is a great thing you guys are doing. Thank you, man. Appreciate We're, it. Appreciate it. It's been fun. Yeah. And uh having people like you come on and, and talk about what you guys got going on in the community. It's awesome. It's yeah, uh, cool. Really rad. Thanks. Thanks. man. <laughs>